what's going on guys welcome back to a brand new episode of the bot talk episode 17 is with luke from am notify and sneaker Botics. just to preface this video is a live premiere on youtube it was premiered for the main purpose of dropping something throughout the episode so if you guys are watching this in the live chat right now do me a favor go ahead and subscribe and like and let me know how you're doing in the chat i'll go ahead and interact with everyone in the chat right now but also if you guys are watching this after the fact on the video my website spotify alpha podcast thank you so much for listening on there thank you so much for the support and quickly the last thing before we start today's episode we have a sponsor for today's episode the sponsor is Cop Supply. If you guys are wondering what a Cop Supply is, Cop Supply is a website that groups together bots, proxies, and all types of services within the community for you guys to access really easily. The link will be down below. I highly, highly recommend this website. If you guys are new to the game or you guys are just looking for more services in a given area, this website is very, very useful. Without further ado, guys, let's jump straight into episode 17. Jumping straight into today's episode, guys. For episode 17, we have Luke from AM and Notify. We're going to go ahead and talk about his experiences within reselling, how he got into reselling, and also touch upon his most recent project being sneaker botics it's a really interesting idea i'm very excited to jump into today's episode but asking the first question we asked all our guests on the show how did you get into reselling basically how i got into reselling was uh i was waiting online for the uh, oxford tan easies because i saw people wearing them at my school and stuff because at the time i was in high school uh and i was really appealed to the fact that i could buy this pair of shoes that's technically like a thousand dollars for 200 uh, whereas, you know, other people are buying it for that resale price. Uh, so I went online when the Oxford Tans came out and I thought, how can I get these? So I waited in the line like a normal person for a while. And then they restocked. I was in, living in the UK at the time and they restocked in EU later that night. And I was really excited because I was like, you know what? I need to get these. Like this restock is, is calling out my name. If that, if, that hadn't, if that restock had not have happened, I would not be where I am now, like 100%. So the restock happened and I thought to myself pretty hard, you know, I'm a web developer. Uh, I do web design. I, I know how the internet works. So I'm going to try to figure out how I can get these. Did a little stuff, did a little research, just very quickly banged out a little method. And before I knew it, I had Oxford hands in my cart and I checked them out and they came a week later. Um, yeah, that was uh, where I started. Then I posted that on Twitter and did a little like self advertising, like, Hey, just got a pair of Yeezys. And like, I have a method to get them consistently. And funny enough, sneaker Twitter kind of found its way to me. I, I didn't really know what sneaker Twitter was or anything like that. I just got a lot of DMS from people saying like, Hey, I will pay you for this method. Like, how did you do this? And I was like, Holy shit. You know, I have something here and it was all been uphill from there. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. Well, that's really interesting. I do see within some guests and from people I talk to that one dedicated drop kind of defines their whole career into reselling. Like we've talked with Lucas from Cyber and Jack from Adept. They've said that certain drops like the Yeezy Zebras, for example, to name one, uh, kind of define their whole push into the community. And the Tans for you were one of those things, like you said, if that reset didn't happen, you would be in the community. So it's really interesting to see that. It's really interesting to see how one drop can dictate your future for a long amount of time. But Going through the time in a little while, obviously you went into reselling, you said the community kind of found you. When you got to that point and when you kind of joined the community, how did you discover AM Notify and why were you recruited to the team? Yeah, so AM Notify comes a little bit later in my story. So I did some development on the method that I found, made a private bot called Adidas Menace that some OGs might know of, uh, and sold that privately to a select group of people and it absolutely destroyed releases and kind of built up built up a very like small cult following, uh, but overall had some pretty big public acclamation. Then uh, took a little break from sneakers for about a year and a half. I was focusing on high school and all that, and 
I was just busy with life. And I kind of lost a little bit of motivation with shoes. It was just kind of starting to wear on me. And recently in the last six months or so, starting the beginning of the summer before uni, I'm starting uni this year, I tweeted, I'm back and got a lot of hype on the tweet. And around that same time, I saw the scene had changed a lot. And when I had quit, there were not really uh, cook groups. Shoeplex was just starting and I ran a little bit of a cook group and Omid ran a little bit of a cook group. There's debates on who started the first cook group. doesn't really matter, but regardless, cook groups weren't really a huge defined thing, especially not like they are now. Like it's insane. So saw the scene had changed a lot and I saw AM Notify and I thought, you know, this is cool, but didn't think much of it. And then I get a uh, very Aaron Moreski style message from Aaron. And he says, Hey, I see you're in Toronto. And he also lives in Toronto. And he said, let me take you out to dinner and, you know, let me introduce you to the, the, the project and AM Notify and all that. And he uh, kind of showed me his world with AM Notify and took me under his wing. So that's how I discovered and started working for them kind of the same time. I had seen them, but didn't know a lot about them. So I credit Aaron to that. Yeah, I do actually remember you leaving the community, but it's really, really nice to see that you're back and you're creating all these projects. And one big project that is kind of the main core element for this episode that we will be touching on later in the episode. Moving on to the next question, what were some of the valuable things you learned from working at AM Notify? Yeah, so some valuable things I've, I've learned is, uh, okay, a lot of the time I find that I lose motivation on stuff. And Aaron has been a really positive, Aaron and, and, and Notify, I consider them to be hand in hand. I mean, it's called AM Notify, Aaron Moreski Notify, but Aaron, uh, Aaron's been really, really like, really helpful with keeping me motivated on projects and stuff like that. Back in the day, I had a problem with starting something, not finishing it, starting something, not finishing it. Developers definitely have this problem, I feel. Um, anyone in, in that kind of position does. And Aaron was super vital and just like, and still is. And just keeping me motivated and always giving me like things to be excited about. And he, he's a very motiv motivational guy. So that's probably the most valuable thing I've gotten from AM Notify for sure. Just, you know, work at. Well, that's really nice to hear. I definitely do feel like those core elements that you've extracted from AM Notify has translated to all your projects and overall does motivate you to create more projects and put more time and effort in to everything that you do do. So that is really nice to hear. But moving on to the next question, what were some of the positive things you have gained or experienced for working for AM Notify? Yeah, so working for AM Notify, the positivity that I've gained, positive things. I would say positive things I've gained are definitely that I've met some really awesome people um, through AM Notify, through Aaron, uh, and gained some sneaker connections that I just never thought I would have gotten, uh, which is incredibly nice. I've met other developers, um, uh, developer on sneaker Twitter named Phineas, who's starting Hyven. Uh, he helped me learn Node a little bit. And if I didn't have him like uh, to help me out, it would have taken me a little longer. Admittedly, he he helped me out and he was instrumental and in, in all that. So, just the connections, the fellow developers. Uh, Dogman's another great developer too, and he's helping with sneaker botics. And uh, yeah, uh, just just the connections, specifically developer connections, have been awesome. Yeah, connections in this community, for anyone that's watching, that's kind of aware of how the work scene works in this community. Connections are very, very important. Everyone has their own speciality. Everyone knows someone that's really good at a given thing. And a lot of core elements are needed from a variety of specialities to create products in this community. So having connections and having good connections is sometimes overlooked. I feel like individuals with not a lot of skills, but with the right connections can get further compared to individuals that try to stretch themselves out across different 
specialities, but flipping the coin, what were some of the negative things you've experienced for working for AM Nova? Um, so I would say the only negative thing that I really experience, and it's debatable if it's even negative. Um, and I feel like sometimes I working for AM Notify, I'm going against some of my core values and that like I'm an OG from sneaker Twitter and it wasn't so monopolized back in the day. Um, not the AM notifies monopoly, there's restock world and all the competitors and all that. But regardless, uh, I see a lot of people that, that like to say like cook groups are all eh, various, various insult, like insulting statements. But I feel like generally speaking, cook groups haven't really negatively impacted the community. Um, and if you still want to do the things in cook groups, you don't have to be in a cook group. Um, but yeah, I, I would say the only negative is just sometimes reputationally, not for me, just people being generally negative towards cook groups. Uh, but I don't think that's a very positive attitude at all. Yeah, I definitely do think there's a group of people within the community that tend to hit on groups, and that's just how it is. With a saturated market, there is a lot of competitiveness within the market, and consumers are going to have their own opinions. So when they go ahead and express hate towards groups, sometimes it is hard to handle. But it's really nice to see that you're kind of ignoring that and just kind of sticking to the main focus of improving the group and uh, honing your skills to go ahead and branch out to new things. And touching on that, we're going to move over to Sneaker Bikes. If you guys are sitting at home right now and you guys have no idea what Sneaker Bikes is, Sneaker Bikes is the first ever group to be able to help you guys to create your own bots. Now, most people seem like this idea is so out far reached because obviously not everyone makes a bot. There's a certain select few individuals with the skills to go ahead and make a bot that's successful, but this group goes ahead and teaches you those core elements. So let's jump straight into it. Jumping into the first question of this section, where did you find the idea to create sneaker bots? So uh, where did I find the idea to create sneaker bots? Well, I found the idea because like any great business or not saying it's a great business, but like any business really that's been started, I created it off demand. So I found myself in all of my years, even when I quit for five years straight, I've been getting messages from people asking how to learn programming, asking help for their programs, asking help with so many programming related questions in all ranges of skills and, and areas. And it's it's been something that I've been helping people with for years. But I haven't been able to help everyone that DM'd me. You know, I, if I'm having a rough week or a long week, I, I don't have time to just help people for two hours. And and I do sometimes, but don't always have the time. And I always felt bad because I do like helping the community. And those that really want to learn, I love helping out. I, I would try to, if you, uh, not to toot my own horn, but if you look on my Twitter, you know, a lot of people will credit me for helping them learn programming and getting into sneaker programming. And even people who are like taking computer science in college, I've had people tell me that like I motivated them to do that things like that. So I saw that I was really making an impact in the programming scene uh, in sneaker Twitter. And I was like, okay, I want to help all these people, but I can't help them all. So I'm going to make an established group and uh, make a community. And it is going to be paid. It had to be paid because I need to, um, I can't have an infinite amount of people. There needs to be some sort of barrier because if I had an infinite amount of people, I'd be the same problem as what I was on Twitter. I, I couldn't help everyone at the same time. So I decided to make that because uh, of the need. Personally, I definitely do think this is an amazing idea. It's nice how you honed in on a personal aspect of this idea and also a business aspect. From the business side of things, you see a niche market that you can go ahead and capitalize on and create this idea and help people, but also on a personal idea, You've gone ahead and seen that people actually do have a genuine interest on learning how to program and this group is essentially for them to learn how to do it 
and creating that price cap is kind of a way of filtering out the people that are as motivated because in a way people that are willing to pay the fee per month are truly dedicated to learning how to programming so it's a very very good idea overall but moving on to the next question how does sneaker robotics work overall the whole entire group how does it function how do all the members get all the information and go ahead and learn how to program yeah, so this is a great question to ask because we're currently rapidly changing uh, every day. So um, the initial idea for the group and you know the core idea is that uh, weekly we give out one to three lessons depending on the advancedness of the lessons. Uh, they're all edited, uh, although we are going to improve the editing. Uh, we're probably going to get a paid editor so they're even more high quality. Regardless, they're all edited, they're all high quality videos. Um, and we also have exercises and snippets of code. And then on top of that, uh, we have a support ticket system and a questions forum in our Discord. That's all the learning aspects covered. However, that's the current system. We are working on rapidly making a, well, I am <laughs> making a LMS, which is a learning management system. Uh, I'm developing it from the ground up, complete scratch, and uh, obviously using some libraries. but. Uh, developing from the complete scratch, and it'll be a website that members can go on to. You obviously have to be a part of the Discord and the group, but it'll be a website members can go on to, and it'll have all the videos. Uh, and actually, the video service we're using uses a Kamai, which is pretty awesome. So the videos will be very hard to download, and they also are going to be, it, it's a good system. Uh, so we have security features there. And we're also going to have dynamic quizzes and tracking for users so they can see how they're learning and how they're doing. Uh, it'll be something comparable to, you know, Code Academy or all that, but specifically for this course. Um, yeah, that is that is the main functionality of our group. That's really interesting to hear. Like when you were describing it, I was like, okay, this sounds like something like Code Academy, but it's more honed into these interests. Um, personally, I definitely do think that people would be very, very interested in this idea. I'm quite interested in this idea. Like I'm not a heavy coder, but that idea of creating video guides and go ahead and explain to everyone in a format that they can refer back to at any time because i was under the impression that these would be like live lessons so you had to be there to learn but if you're creating video content edited down in a really well edited way people can go ahead and follow the videos at their own pace and kind of create a deep deep understanding because they can always go back to these videos and tweak their skill sets on certain lessons. Maybe they find one lesson harder than another. So it's very, very nice to hear that you're adapting the way that you're teaching everyone in the group, but also adapting your methods on how to do that. But moving on to the next question, what were some of the positive things you've seen so far from running Sneaker Bikes? Yeah, so um, one thing I just wanted to add to the last question, very sorry. Uh, I also want to state that uh, one way we are, yeah, we are teaching people too, like, as you said, from the from the ground up, like the core concepts, um, you said something similar to that. Yeah, I, I do like to pride myself on we are literally teaching members the actual core programming concepts and computer science concepts you need to learn, like requests and all that to make products and make things that you you made, you know, you're not, this isn't a, a, a YouTube tutorial where I say, hey, copy my code or hey, just copy and paste what I'm writing or follow what I'm doing, but I won't explain anything. I see that's a problem with a lot of educational videos and content. Uh, and I see even other people trying to quote unquote teach people using that method, like, hey, just copy and paste what we're doing. But, and if it works, you know, it works. Clearly you program something, but you know, you didn't really, if you're not getting into the logic and, and how it actually works. And if the website breaks, what are you gonna do then? You just copy and paste into the code. So 
yeah, it's no shade in anyone. That that's just general my bicker with a lot of the online programming stuff. Now going on some of the positives. Uh, some of the positives that I've seen are definitely just the uh, same thing that I saw when I was doing the Twitter stuff is just seeing people get really excited when they figure out an issue uh, or helping people out. Like when I help people on the ticket system and they've got their program working or stuff like that, it just makes my day. I love that stuff more than anything. It's super fulfilling running a group where you're teaching people things. Uh, unlike a group where it's like, you know, uh, super toxic and you've got to like, always get the next drop and all that, you know, nothing against cook groups. It's just sometimes that gets, that gets to be really stressful. Whereas a learning group, I'm a big fan of just seeing the positivity and seeing people excited to learn. It's awesome. Well, well, moving away from the business aspect, just for a second, it's really, really reassuring to hear from when moving away from the business aspect, just for a second, it's really, really, I can't speak today. <clears throat> But moving away from the business aspect just a second is really reassuring to hear that you have a genuine interest in helping people and you kind of like the reaction that people have when they go ahead and perfect their programming skills. So that's obviously very reassuring to hear. If you guys are listening to this right now, you guys are hearing all the perfect things for this group to be successful and for you to be successful within the group. But moving on to the next question. Obviously, running this group, we've talked about the positives. What are some of the negatives you've seen so far from running Sneakerbotics? Yeah, so some of the negatives I've seen from running Sneakerbotics are that, uh, one, the community has generally been quite positive in the response, but there are a vocal minority of people that like to say that Sneakerbotics is useless and that you could just learn from things like Udemy or Code Academy. And if that was true, one, I wouldn't be saying those brand names out loud right now because I wouldn't just be plugging a competitor. Um, and I even recommend those things to some of my members who need extra, extra help or really want to get into it heavy. Um, regardless, if you could learn all the sneaker botting concepts on Udemy or Code Academy, which you can, uh, but in a not nice way, right? You'd have to buy. 15 plus Udemy courses, which is going to run you so much more than what Sneakerbotics cost on Code Academy. It's not going to teach you HTTP requests like we will teach you for Sneakerbotting. It's not going to teach you all of the related concepts you'll need to know. And even then, you, you won't even be sure which concepts you need to understand because programming is such a nuanced, large thing. Regardless, that's one of the main negatives I've seen, just people being toxic. Um, some of the other negatives I've seen are, I was really bad when a member joins uh, Sneakerbotics. Uh, right now we're doing our beginner intro course just for the whole thing. And uh, some people join thinking like already having programming language, thinking they can make a bot like tomorrow. And I felt really bad, but I'd said on Twitter, you know, this is for people with zero experience. So that's another negative, just having to tell people like, oh, sorry, this is for uh, complete beginners. Uh, so that's happened a couple of times, but otherwise not a lot of negativity. It's, it's awesome. Well, I'm very glad to hear that there's not a lot of negativity within the group. I feel like having a very select few individuals that are constantly learning and adapting their whole skill set is a very, very good demographic of a group to have because they generally are all positive and they are all open to learning new things. But moving on to the next question, what are some of the challenges you faced when running Sneakerbikes? Um, yeah, so one challenge I faced is, well, simply planning a, a learning course is very tough. It, it's, it's a lot harder than it sounds, you know, teaching people things in a nice, cohesive manner. Um, so that was one of the hardest things initially, just kind of planning out the course and how, how, how what direction I wanted to take. Um, also then recording the videos. Uh, it, it can be a little tough to make nice, cohesive lessons, especially about very abstract, complicated concepts, right? Like 
when I'm teaching people about like uh, even requests and cookies and stuff like that, it's it's hard to put that stuff into very, very uh, easy to explain terms for like level one beginners. But um, overall, uh, nothing's been too challenging. Uh, making this platform has been a nice experience and it's been quite tough, but it's been awesome. It's been super fun to make it. And it's been kind of my side project, but no major challenges at the moment now. Well, that's good to hear. If you're not facing any challenges, you can kind of focus on the content of the group, go ahead and improve that, and also make the user experience overall worth it. So if you guys are considering to join Sneakerbotics, you guys are literally all hearing the right things you need to hear for a group. And to me personally, if I was a consumer, stripping myself away from all my affiliations, stuff like that, if I wanted to heavily learn how to code in a simple manner, like like he said, uh, giving videos out where you guys can literally just sit down for a couple of hours, watch it, rewatch it, break down the videos. This is a very, very good idea. But moving on to your next question, to run a group of this size and to run a group with this complexity, you definitely need staff members or support members. When looking to recruit someone to sneakerbotics, what are the skill sets or characteristics you look for? Yeah, so with staff members, I'll get that one out of the way first. I just look for anyone with experience that uh, has run discords before. Um, as much as I'd love to try someone out, uh, it's nice to have experience. You always got to have you know something in your resume. So people who've run other groups or helped staff other groups, uh, and not even necessarily big ones. You know, my main admin, Mr. Nom Nom, he uh, really awesome guy, super great dude. Uh, but he doesn't run any like AM notified type groups, just a, just some smaller groups and. And he's great. He's, he's been killing it and helped set up the Discord and all that. So generally speaking for staff members, just, just some experience uh, and, and willingness to be excited about the project, you know? Uh, and for developers, so for developers, for Sneaker Products, ideally, uh, and at the moment, all the developers are Sneaker Twitter developers, which is awesome because you want to have developers from the community helping out, familiar faces, familiar names. Uh, so that is the current roster. You need to be a sneaker Twitter developer. Uh, although if you, you know, are a developer breaking into sneaker Twitter and you don't have a name for yourself, that's fine too. Um, and you need to have a decent portfolio. Uh, we're working in languages with like node and Python. So you need to have experience with those. And, um, another thing like the staff thing is you need to have the excitement and willingness to, uh, help out the group. Yeah. It's, uh, it's always really satisfying seeing some of the, uh, developing developer staff members when I hop on and I see they're answering tickets and helping people out. It's, it's always awesome to see. Yeah, I think having a dedicated and skillful team behind a group is definitely one of the core elements that helps contribute to making the group a really, really big group and very successful. And it's very reassuring to hear that your team is strong, you're happy with the team. And to say the group hasn't been out for too long, having an already established and strong team is definitely a very, very big positive. But moving on to the final question for today's episode. What do you have planned for the future of Sneaker Boys? Yeah, so future plans are more courses, uh, a more cohesive learning system. Uh, every day we take suggestions from members and new improvements are coming rapidly. Uh, and a bigger staff and just more dedication to the members and more cohesive, easy to learn learning content. It'll be uh, very exciting to see where this goes and I can't wait. Well guys, that is the end of today's episode. Quickly before we end out and move to the fan section of today's episode, I want you guys to go down below, check out Luke. 
down below go ahead and follow them on twitter turn on post notifications really interesting content personally i followed him a couple of weeks back nearly almost a month ago and it's really interesting to see his mindset going into sneaker box and also check out sneaker box and am notify links are down below we've actually done an episode regarding am notify when Aaron came on so you guys want to check that out go ahead into the bot talk playlist it will all be there but moving on to the final section of today's episode so for the final section of today's episode, we are dropping free slots to Sneaker Botics. It's a very, very good group. I want you guys to go ahead and go to the URL on screen, follow the instructions on the website. Good luck, guys.